Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetin Live. I'm your host, Rems Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. And then it came to pass. The Springboks won the 2023 Rugby World Cup this Saturday past. New Zealand looking for the steal here, right at the end of this test match. But it's over! It's over! It's a fourth Rugby World Cup for South Africa. And they brought the web Ellis back. With that, they also got the nation caught in a web of hope, delusion, and Alice. I mean, Alice. This is for us. The poker has made us proud. We are the world champions. This is what we needed, bro, to uplift our spirit. You can see there's a lot of things that are happening in our, in our country, but at this point in time, we are one. We are united for the poker. All of us, this is for Africa. He probably came to OR Tambo by minibus from Tembisa Kant. While the other revelers will return home to Penfontein Kant by how train. Get the point? What a great day, hey. Um, if you take a look around, it's people from all walks of life that have come together and united, you know. And it's something that, that shows something about our country, you know. We don't know each other, but we've all united together and we are the Rainbow Nation, hey. Rainbow, ne? We, we still don't know each other, hey. This reminded me of, uh, you know, I think 2020 during 2010 during the uh, the FIFA World Cup. One day I took a train from Park Station to Nazareth. This was when there were still trains and stations in South Africa. The occasion was uh, the Uruguay Ghana match. South Africa was long out of the cup as usual, but we were there to support Ghana. In that train, we sang together in Discord, screamed, hugged, and came short of kissing. It was an orgy of excitement and unity. Well, Ghana lost. We went our separate ways, and the fake unity was gone. Poof. And then on Tuesday, when the box arrived back home, the scenes were repeated. That was a team effort. And I bring the cup for Africa, not for South Africa. We are proud to be South Africans, but it was for Africa. Because all nations of Africa was reported in that. Not just one team, but it was a whole team. So everybody, everybody is part of that team to bring the cup here. And I'm so proud I'm African. Indeed, for the rest of Africa, as long as they leave Hillbrow, 
we close the borders and they leave our women and brothels alone. Does sport make us hopeful or delusional? Do we look at the victory of our teams and hope that we, as South Africans, ordinary South Africans, could just bury our differences and be one nation? Or are we delusional? Well, this week, I'm joined by a good friend of mine and a fellow podcaster, Gareth Cliff of Cliff Central, and I want him to help me out of my pessimism. I want Gareth to tell me that with the Springboks winning, we became a nation again. But knowing him, I'm not holding my breath. So, Gareth, mate, how are you keeping? I'm good. I mean, you should be traveling. What, what a good week. What a good week to talk to you. Amazing, buddy. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, we don't find good weeks any, any often in the country anymore, right? It's an amazing week. Mm, so, absolutely. Look, yeah, I think we must, uh, we must bask in it for as long as we can. Uh, what, there isn't enough hope. And there aren't enough stories of hope. And I think people in this country are just sick of hearing bad news piled upon bad news. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's drag this out as long as we can. huh? <laughs> Having said though, I mean, I mean, am I being pessimistic by pouring water on this kumbaya moment? You know, I just feel like we're, we're over-exaggerating it. Well, that's your job. So we expect <laughs> you to pour water on, on, on things that we think are maybe getting too hot. Look, the fact is, I'm not even a rugby fan. I, I don't watch rugby out of season. I'm not particularly interested. I didn't even watch the the game against uh, the English. Yeah. Um, I was in I was in Athens at the time, and I rather wanted to go and see the, the the streets of Athens. So while everybody else was in a pub shouting and screaming and wearing Springbok regalia, I was not. Yeah. So I'm not going to claim to be one of those people who's man, man, massively knowledgeable about uh, rugby. But I think we really need to win in this country. It's not so much about sport. It's not so much about rugby. It's not so much about even, even you know, the, the day-to-day struggles of people. Yeah. I think it's just winning. We, we see so little winning. Everybody in our government are such losers. And everybody around us in society just seems to be losing a lot more than they're winning. And I think that gets you down. And we're not actually... People who enjoy losing. I mean, there aren't people in the world who do, but the English, for example, are mostly a gloomy nation. We're not a gloomy nation. Yeah, we're not. You know, South Africans love celebrating. We love. We'll find any excuse to celebrate. But, but I think you know, when I looked at some of the comments made by people, especially at the airport, you know, when when the Springboks arrived, I felt like they were speaking to to camera. I, I felt like they were acting in front of camera and exaggerating things a bit. Well, they might be. Um, but they need to keep those muscles exercised. And frankly, there hasn't been enough stuff to exercise those muscles recently. So, you know, you might not need to do your leg exercises at the gym, but if you don't do them for three years, you eventually use uh, less of your, of your actual leg power. You Absolutely. Your potential diminishes. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I hope that you've, I hate calling it euphoria, but I really hope it lasts. You know, I do think we're a bit like drug addicts in this country. We, we, we love the highs and then we can't believe what a low that the come down is on the other side. Yeah. Um, I do think what we've got to do is develop a, a, a general healthy setting. You know, no one's happy all the time. No one's sad all the time, unless you've got serious medical problems. Yeah. Um, th- there's got to be a happy medium. There's got to be a band within which we can move and feel healthy. Yeah. Um, that band should be somewhere around being confident, not arrogant. You know, I think South Africans have a major problem with just being confident about who we are. We seem to think very often that we are 
less than in the world, which is not true. We've got our place. I mean, we're the richest man in the world is South African. We've got a princess in Monaco. We've got a Hollywood actress. We've got Trevor Noah. We've got Ama Piano Music taking over Europe and America as yeah. we speak. We've got the winning rugby team. We've got nothing to be embarrassed about. We're much worse to be a country like New Zealand or Sri Lanka <laughs> or Gaza. You know, I mean, like we've got a lot more going for us than that. And I think it's okay for you to have a week of euphoria, Rams. You can start complaining if it turns into months and months of people just lying around doing nothing, still talking about the Springbok win. What I find really odious is the number of people who try and climb on this bandwagon who have nothing to do with it. Hmm. Politicians in particular. I, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm gonna get all the politicians know something about <laughs> rugby or they care about it. It just it drives me up the wall. But for ordinary South Africans... Go ahead and celebrate. I'm not going to stop you. Could we do, could we harness this thing and make this a better place? You know, I think that, I think that we, we're living an opportunity to use this euphoria to do something better. We, we have it and it dissipates in a week and then we forget about it. Well, we have, we have an election coming up next year. So a good thing for you to focus your energies on if you're a South African who also wants to see winning is to stop letting losers run our government and our parliament and all of our municipalities Find people who can actually do that, people who have the skills and talents. And I'm not choosing any political party here. I'm saying people who are competent. The reason we're celebrating this rugby team, apart from everything else, is because we have such incompetence all over South Africa. Mm. that When we see someone doing something they're good at and winning for it, we're amazed because it goes counter to the narrative of how South African business, government, trade unions uh, everything else works because in this country, we reward mediocrity. We allow mediocrity to be the standard. Yeah. And you're never going to be a winning nation and you're never going to be a, a winning individual if you don't know what you're good at, do it well and make money from it. I like the last part, of course. I mean, making money from things is what I try to do every single day. <laughs> but you'll only, be, you'll only be given a reward if you've added value to the world. So true. And I, I think there are too many people who are occupying positions uh, all over South Africa, even at the top of big corporations, who have stopped adding value. They, they, they think only of themselves and their personal happiness and their personal financial security. You know, we have to also realize we're part of building a civilization. And one of the nice things about being in South Africa post-94, which you'll remember, is we were all engaged in building a nation. Mm. It wasn't just the rugby team's responsibility or the government's responsibility. It was all of us. And what's happened is we've become, and we do blame a lot of people. I do it too. You do it too. We all blame the government. We blame uh, business. We blame whoever we can. Our boss is mean. You know, our friends are, uh, we're jealous of people. We're, we're, we feel insecure about things. That's not the way to behave. We, what we need to do is all start to reinvest, both in terms of time, money, and energy, in the project of South Africa, which is a great project. We've proven we can win at this project. It is something we can expend all our energy and time and, and, and effort on, and there will be a reward. So I feel very strongly that this is make or break time. And for all South Africans, there is an opportunity here for you to get your hands dirty Get involved, whether it's in your local uh, town council, whether it's in a small business that needs support more than a big franchise of, 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 of huge global companies. Support the people in your area. Support your own community. 
help the people around you. You know, a lot of people feeling meaningless and purposeless in this world because technology has made us all feel like we're yeah. actually just numbers. Yeah. Get involved in things. The best way to make yourself feel better about yourself is to help others. Speaking of support, I mean, and then there was this one fellow who just decided to go on a, on a tirade over these two supporters that were taken to France by... <laughs> like, I thought we should support no. these guys. I mean, they, they, in in fairness, these people don't cost us much. It's not even much money to, for them to be there. And, no, and, but and, it's but it's the principle also that the, that there are two people... And I wouldn't be surprised if they know somebody in some department yeah. because we, we have different. I mean, I'm not a fan of all sports. Neither are you. Yeah, no. So you find the best cricket fan you can. If it happens to be an Indian South African, for God's sake, send them. Yeah. You find the best rugby supporter fan. You find the best tennis supporter fan. They've got to be different people. If they've gone to the trouble of finding uh, Mama Joy, for example, they can find lots of others. And there are plenty. You know, it's like but how Mama, we, Mama Joy they, has they paid, built a brand. Trevor Noah. They paid Trevor Noah to do, or they were going to pay him to do this tourism thing. Yeah. Instead of going around to the townships and getting talented young people who are desperate for an opportunity, an opportunity to, to get out there and make themselves well-known and do the work. I mean, they will. They'll create content and everything because they're hungry for it. Instead, we just go to the same old, same old, and we keep throwing money at the same people because we don't want to put in any more effort. We don't want to train anyone new. We don't want to give anyone else a chance. So we just do the same old, same old. So what we do with our politicians, we, we just move them. They move them from this cabinet uh, portfolio to this one. And, and they didn't know anything here. Now they certainly don't know anything there. <laughs> so, so let's talk. About I don't have a problem with them. By the way, I, I don't think that's a major problem. I think that was a, a big distraction. It was. I um, thought it was a big distraction. And we love a distraction in this country, hey? And and frankly, I thought it was an opportunity for Mama Joy to 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 learn a bit about rugby. You know, I don't think she knew much about it until that moment, right? I mean, you know. who cares about that? I don't care about someone's <laughs> opportunity to learn about rugby. You must be joking. One person. We're going to pay them. Uh, you know what? I'll learn. I'll learn a lot about rugby if you pay for my trip and my accommodation. I'll I'll become the biggest rugby fan too. But I'm, there are already people who are into that. Those are the ones who are the most passionate. They don't have brands, man. They don't. Have, they, nobody knows them. We know Mama Joy and the other fellow whose name I forget. Who yeah, is? You, we know him. That's why you forget his name. <laughs> could could government? Now that you've introduced the subject of government. What could government do, you know, with, with this spirit that we're in now this week, you know, and, and oh, what could they not do so that we, we become better, right? Yeah, you answered your own question. They should stay out of the way. <laughs> uh, they, there are some places that we don't need them. They are not required. They do not improve a situation by being present. I would say that's true for about 90% of things. And it is especially important if you're not doing the things that we do need you for. So if our roads in Johannesburg are exploding in the CBD and there's no electricity and water is leaking out onto the streets and there's you know no rubbish collection in Tswane, then shut up. Don't draw attention to yourselves. We don't want to hear from you. You want absent government even in at least in terms of propaganda? They're all you know what, they're already absent, Rams. They're already absent for the majority of people in this country, they have no daily interactions with government. And if they do, they're unpleasant. That's all. So don't tell me we need more of that. At least President Ramaphosa gave us a public holiday. He took a decision at last. Yeah, again, for <laughs> stupid people, this is a great thing, right? Like an extra day off. 
But what we don't realize is that we have an economy that is absolutely in the doldrums at the moment. Mm -hmm. And one more day off. I mean, people in South Africa, let's be fair, and I include myself in this. So it's not like I'm throwing uh, filth and dirt at everyone else. From the 15th of November, we're on a go slow anyway. Yeah. And I think what happened was Cyril was kind of forced to create this public holiday because he promised it almost like a joke. And then we took him seriously because we always want something for nothing in this country. We expect to be rewarded for mediocrity and for nothing. We expect to just be because I'm here. It's very Gen Z, very millennial. Like, just give me something because I exist, you know? So I want a public holiday. What did you do to deserve the holiday? You're not one of those people who, who were playing on the rugby field. What, so you cheered and screamed in front of a TV screen? Do you really think that entitles you to a whole day off? This is precisely why we're not an engine of productivity anymore. A country that's taken seriously by the rest of the world. Get to work. Stop being so goddamn lazy. Maybe then we should get the box themselves into parliament and run this country. No. Nope. No, again, just because this is our whole problem is we try and turn uh, celebrities into into office bearers. You know what kind of politicians make the best kind? Yeah. The ones who do their job and we don't even know their names. Let me just get on with it. I don't want to know who the director general of uh, water and sanitation is. I just want for their entire career for them to do such a great job that we never need to know their name. Mm. Well, and you know, know what them. kind of rugby players we want? The ones we've got. Let them stay on the field playing rugby. Let you and I stay in front of microphones and let these other people get onto all the stuff that they do. Because everybody has their talent. Everyone in South Africa is talented. There are so many amazing people in this country. I've spent years in media. You have too. I've spent years doing auditions for singers on TV. There are talented people in this country. Yeah. Trust me. There are also some terrible ones. But those people are probably good at something else. What we need to do is find something that we're really good at, find something that adds value to the world, and then charge money for it. Brilliant. Now, there are issues, of course. You know, euphoria, rugby, whatever else, government, there are issues. And I mean, even Sia Kolisi himself, you know, in, in the press conference when he got back, I mean, he went political. He said there are issues that we're not dealing with in the country and we need to discuss these issues. Let's not keep it here in the team. Let's speak about it openly and honestly. We also want to see in Parliament, and we'll speak about serious stuff. How are we going to deal? How are people dealing with what happened in South Africa before? How is the next generation going to see the way forward? No, that, that's so important for us as South Africa because I feel like a lot of things are spoken about, but the serious issues because are too sensitive to speak about them in public. But we need to because we need to learn. We need to know what's the way forward. How do we get better in South Africa? Because I know this win will inspire a lot of people, but it's not going to change how people are in, in circumstance. But for us as players, it's going to give us the platform that we can open more opportunities. Would you agree? Well, I do think that there's, just to go back for a minute to this, the symbolism of Sia Kolisi, because he's a universally loved figure of the kind we haven't had for a very long time in the country either. If you told anybody 10 years ago, 10 years, we would have had a World Cup winning rugby team yet again in 2023, that it would be captained by a black, talented rugby player, mm. that we would have had an Afrikaans coach, and that the president would have been less popular than all of those people. I would have said to you, you're probably insane. First of all, soccer is much bigger in South Africa. Second of all, what are the chances we'd have a Springbok rugby captain who's black, right? Yeah. 
And yet, look, this is where we are. It shows you how far we've come and how much we have to be proud of as a nation. So Sia Kulis is important. When he says these things, he's also not saying them as just a rugby player. He's saying them as someone who is a magnet for that South Africanness that we all crave so much. He is someone who is at that point speaking on behalf of the ordinary man in the street who is on the street because he doesn't have a home, because he doesn't have electricity and water, because he doesn't have a job. And Sia Kulisi is right to bring that up. Mm. And we should all be holding these people's feet to the fire because it is not good enough that we are treated in our own country like feudal peasants by a government that consider themselves entitled to rule until Jesus comes and pay themselves too much money and don't know anything about the price of bread or the price of fuel or any of that stuff. Mm. They are taking advantage of us. And you know what we're doing? We're behaving like an abused wife who is allowing the husband to say every time to her, oh, I'm so sorry, I lost my temper. I yeah. should never have done that. And buy I flowers, will never do it yeah? again. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've got serious problems in this country with gender-based violence, but we all behave like the woman who never stands up for herself in one of those relationships. And we've got to start standing up for ourselves. If it makes you unpopular, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, good. You should feel unpopular and uncomfortable. Then you know you're saying stuff that needs to be said. There's already a chorus, though, that says, no, Sia, you must stay on your lane and get out of talking about issues. Of course, but these are the same people who don't even have a lane. We don't even know what they're good at. The people who will, con- who will try and tell Sia Kulisi what to do are exactly the kind of people who could never do what he's done and have no opinions that matter because their opinions are mainstream. Hmm. You know, and, and in, in Sia's defense, I mean, Rasi himself... Entered the arena a while ago. I mean, I'm, I'm going to read this. You know, for me, it's so important. Rasi was quoted as saying, I lost a lot of friends when I made Sia captain. There was a lot, lot of nastiness. Before the World Cup, my daughter's friends, parents would say, tell that effing father of yours to stop sucking up uh, for a paycheck. Uh, people said it was political. The fight to get uh, people to believe in Sia was a real struggle. And I, for me, that's impressive that the, the coach himself would stand by this decision because he knew what it meant. Well, that's because he's also a man of integrity. You know, we often talk about um, the, 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 the equity and inclusion and diversity and uh, black economic empowerment that we have in this country. But the big problem is that a lot of people are just doing, they're ticking boxes and doing window dressing. To make Sia captain was a great decision by him. But he knew that a lot of work would come afterwards, both for Sia and for him. Yeah. If you truly want to work together, it means you have to respect each other. You have to be people of integrity. I believe both the coach and Sia are people of integrity. So that's not for window dressing. That's not to win tenders from government. That's not to tick boxes on the HR form at your big corporation where you need to have so many women on the board, so many uh, people in wheelchairs, so many whatever it is. This is nonsense. It's made us into robots. And you know what happens? Robots get replaced by AI. That's already happening all over the place, too. So, yes, this CS situation is a great lesson for all of us. You find someone who's genuinely talented, who on merit would have got there anyway. Anyway, yeah. But you also find the people who will support him long term to make him into the hero he deserves to be. And that's everybody's job. It's not just Rassi Erasmus's job. And it's also all of our jobs to find people with merit 
put them in positions of leadership in this country, and then support them by giving them the intelligence, the 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 the, the motivation, the rewards, the resilience, and the risks that they require, hmm? yeah, and the resilience. I mean, you, it takes resilience to, get, yes. to to reach that you know that top echelon. I mean, Sia has done and and a lot of sacrifice. I yeah. mean. Who do you know at the moment who's sacrificing anything who's in leadership in South Africa? They're not. They're not sacrificing a thing. Most of our corporate leaders, of our government leaders, these people sit very comfortably from day to day, not concerned about the price of anything. One last question. One last question. Is this going to spare the Proteus to add to more euphoria in the next two weeks or so? Well, I'm no expert on the Proteas either, but they are renowned for being chokers, are they not? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we could have both the world's best rugby team and the world's best cricket team? We're not doing too badly, from what I can tell. Yeah. But I, I have no, I have no ability to make any educated guess on this subject. I wish them well. Obviously, I hope the Proteas do well. Uh, I hope all of our teams all over the world do well whenever they compete. But. You know, we only really notice once they've won. That's that's the big lesson out of the Rugby World Cup too. There are a lot of people who only joined in the chorus of uh, yay, yay, Springboks right at the end. And that's also okay. But uh, I've been frank from the beginning with you. I like winners. And I like when our people are winners. I want to see more of that. And you know what? This conversation is a winner. Karath, thank you, mate. <laughs> thank you, Rams. <laughs> have Lovely a great day. Cheers, man. Well, there you have it. He is still Gareth Cliff. And that's why some love to hate him and others hate to love him. But ignore him at your own peril. Follow his work on Cliff Central and sometimes when he's inspired, he causes enough trouble on Facebook. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rams at ramsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Please share your thoughts about who should be the next president between Bongi Monambi and Mama Joy. Download the My Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on X at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mavote, goodbye and God bless. <laughs>